Well, good day, whatever time of the day you're listening. doesn't matter. We want to welcome you to our weekly Bible study. And again, it doesn't matter what time, when, which day you're listening. This is Faith Restoration Ministries. And by the way, we make 21 years this week. Yes, 21 years. God has been good to us. And you have been there by listening to our programs. And we wish at times you would... um. Send us some encouragement, you know. Let us know how we, what, the, what the messages are doing for you, the teachings, and, you know, if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, we invite you to come on in. We meet on Sundays at um, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we just for an hour, usually just a short, you know, for those persons who are not able to be on the program during the week, or if they're able to be there, we like our Sunday, you know, Sunday meeting. But on Thursdays, we meet every Thursday at 10 a.m. for Bible study, fasting and prayer. And believe me, God is answering prayers. Do you have a need? We're not the one ones who can answer your prayer. We can't even tell you how or when. But God does answer prayer. We have had some very serious matters which we discussed and which we brought before the Lord. And we have seen answers in ways that it is, it is remarkable, I'm telling you, the way how God answers prayer. And believe me, prayer works. Don't fret about your situations. Jesus said in Luke 18 and 1, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Let me give you another point. About prayer. Prayer is the greatest weapon upon the face of the earth. The greatest weapon against any demonic force. Prayer. Prayer. So, regardless of what others are saying, this is what, do you know the reasons why they, we get so much and persecution Christians do? It's the most powerful faith upon the face of the earth because why we serve the living god the true god that's why we are hated so much that's why you find it in government offices now government and establishments they don't want us there and they find all even in the schools all kinds of excuses they don't want us but listen the word of god said that word have i hid in mine heart that not sin against you, Psalm 119. They can't take the word from us. They may burn every Bible. But believe me, the word is in our hearts. And we have the precious Holy Spirit who is alive and well. The most powerful spirit or power that is upon the face of the earth. So, having the arsenal of weapons, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the word of God, is it any wonder they hate us? Let us begin. Father, we ask for your wisdom today. We ask for the Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord, that you enlighten our hearts again with you, the pure milk from the word. Strengthen us. Cover us under your precious blood. Let dear God, your light shine through us and be our guide. Establish your will for what is to be said here today. That those, dear God, who have the need, who have been going along, listening to apostates who call themselves Christians and whatever else they call themselves, 
but we are leading them into the bosom of hell. I pray this will be an enlightenment and a way of encouraging them. Lord, anoint and sanctify this vessel that you have chosen. Cover me under your precious blood, we ask in Jesus' name. Yes, our aim is that. Thank you, Lord. We plead the blood against every plan and work of the enemy and that the word will reach just the persons that it is supposed to reach. Our topic today, enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ. Enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ. And when we speak about enemies of the cross, your enemy don't like you. All right? For whatever reason. And some of them, you'd be surprised to know they are your enemies. But they act as though they are your friends. They are like what one is called, what would call um, snakes in the grass. Mm-hmm. You don't know the snake is there. Or like one of the chameleon, you know, lizards. They look at you, you see them, but they can change colors how some friends are. And many of them are in the church of Jesus, so-called church of Jesus Christ. They're apostates. They live for this world. They conjoin themselves with this world and fail to acknowledge the scriptures that say, do not conform to the world, but rather be transformed. Romans 12, 1 to 2. As you said earlier, it's a Bible study, so you'll be getting a lot of scriptures. Get out your pen. Let us read our scripture this morning. It's in Romans chapter 1. I thought I had it here. Romans chapter 1, we'll be reading, and where Paul celebrated salvation, the gospel, which many today have turned their backs on. But I'm glad we can still go back to the scriptures. He says here, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It means that it doesn't matter who you are in the world, what your nationality, what region you live in, what color of your skin, what position you hold in life. The word is for you and the gospel has power to save you. But then it depends on how the gospel is preached. Because if rather there are people who are, um, what do you call it, friends of the world, friends of the world, and they try to pacify everyone because they want to be received. They want to be accepted, you know. So they cut corners. They preach, but they water down the message because they want to keep company. When they're around sinners, they, you know, paint over their sins. They give them, um, you know, back in the day, they had the soap called charm soap, bathing soap. Ferris oat was highly perfumed. Charm soap. That's what they use to give them to wash their sins, forgetting that it takes the blood of Jesus Christ to wash the sins away. And so here what the Bible says. 
in 1 Corinthians 5 and verse um, 11, it says, But now I have written unto you not to keep company. In fact, um, he's talking about um, keeping company with, un, with um, fornicators. Let's finish it here. But now verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 5. 1 Corinthians 5, beginning, we should really start from um, verse 9. Let's begin at verse 9. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet all, not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous or extortioners or with idolaters, for then must he needs to go out of the world. It means when you join yourself with people who wear a collar around their neck, or robes, or profess to be Christians, but they are living in sin. They're living in fornication. You know what fornication is? It covers all manner, all strata. You name the sexual sin. This is what fornication covers. You don't have to list them. You don't have to name them. Fornication is like an umbrella. A one name that covers so many other strands of sinfulness, sexual sinfulness, fornication. So he said, we should, I warned you, I wrote to you, don't keep company. He's not saying you're not to speak to people. Now, don't get it wrong. You're not to speak to people. You're not to speak to sinners. Because we live in the world. Who bake your bread? Who baked the cake you bought? You don't know. Who's your doctor? Who's your nurse? Are you going to isolate yourself? This is not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying you don't acknowledge, as it were, or take part in the sins that they're doing. You don't, as it were, signature it. You don't endorse it. There has to be a separation. You may work with some people, but do you take your work, your colleagues home? You work because you need you need to um, get a home, a car, send your children to school, or you want to buy this or buy the other. So you work. So we have to be in the world. Jesus mixed with everyone, but everyone was not his friend. And whomever came to him, when that adulterous woman came to him, he said to her at the end of all, you can read it yourself, it's in John. He said, go, but he didn't stop there. Sin no more. But what these preachers are doing, they're telling fornicators, oh, you will go to heaven. And what they're doing, they are not completing the entire message. You will go to heaven, but you have to repent. When you come to Christ, if you say you're a Christian, you must not sin anymore. You have to change. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And here is the verse. And be not conformed to this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me say here, through the Holy Spirit, he's the one who does it. The reason why many people 
remain in their in whatever sin you commit because he talks here about um idolaters extortioners and so the covetous and so forth you know why they remain in it nobody told them that they can't go to heaven this way they must repent they must turn away from their sins and many of them are believing the lie remember again in Thessalonians you'll have to look for that yourself and also in Isaiah, we talks about where God will send them strong delusions where they believe a lie. And there's a big lie in the world these days about sexuality. You want to go to heaven? Read the Bible yourself. Read King James. God loves everyone. Listen, it doesn't matter how stained you are with sin. God loves you. You know why? He created you. Whatever God created, he loved, even though it repented him that he had made man. Genesis chapter um, 6, verse 5, I think it was 5, verse 6. But he doesn't like the sin. Habakkuk 1 and verse 13. God cannot behold sin. Why do you think Jesus was alone on the cross? He said, Father, Father, why did thou um, forsake me? Why hast thou forsaken me? God cannot behold sin. And Jesus took our sins on the cross and nailed them there. So it doesn't matter what the sin is. It can be washed by the blood of the Lamb. But you cannot go to heaven dressed in rags. You must be born again. Being born again is not saying you are a Christian while you continue in sin. And many of you continue in sin because of grace. That is wrong. You are an enemy of the cross of Jesus Christ. You're lying to yourself. And if you're a preacher, you're lying to your people. You're lying to the people you're leading. And if you're a preacher and you're living in that kind of life, you're living a life, whether you're an extortioner or whatever you call yourself, or a covetous person, or living in any form of fornication, you're lying to yourself and to your people, and the devil has deceived you, you have an opportunity to repent. It means a complete Turn around a 360 degree and say, God, I'm sorry, you must repent. And some of you are waiting until, you know, like the man on the cross. <laughs> Listen, that was a blessed day for that and for those two thieves. But only one acknowledged it. Only one accepted the, the opportunity. Only one used it. It was there for both of them, but only one used it. And he was with Jesus that day. For those who have just come in, this is Faith Restoration Ministries. And our um, website is www.frministry.org. That's Faith Restoration Ministries. And our topic today is Enemies of the Cross of Jesus Christ. It says here, verse 9, I wrote unto you in an epistle not to come company with fornicators. And if that's what you're doing, if you're company with um, fornicators, hear what Paul said talk about enemies of the cross. He says here, verse 17 of Philippians chapter 3, it's a new scripture, 
Philippians chapter 3 and verse, bringing up verse 17, and we'll be reading down to verse 19. Or we, you can complete the balance of it, 17 to 21, but we'll only read a few verses here today. Brethren, be ye followers altogether of me, and mark them which walk so as we have ye have us for an example. You must know whom you're following. You must know who's your teacher. What kind of life does he live? Does he live the life according to the Bible? The King James. Because some of the Bibles, they have cut out some of the messages. There are so many arrogant preachers today. Not only do they cut it out, put their names on the Bible. It's about selling books. It's not about reaching the world. No, they don't care about your soul. If they're leading you down to hell, they don't care about your soul. And so you follow them. But Paul says, follow me and mark them which walk the same. In other words, let me put it in my vernacular. The same way as we walk, we are an example. Because we are following according to the word. We live according to the word. And if your pastor or leader is not, or whomever you listen to on the line, is not living or teaching you according to the word, then you are on the right track, the wrong track. You are with those that Jesus spoke of who are on the wide road to destruction. Many there be, but few there be who are on the narrow road that's filled with all manner of difficulties. This is a road where you bear the cross. Those on the wide road don't bear the cross. They don't even think about the cross. But if you're on the narrow road today, you're going to bear the cross. You'll take up your cross and follow the Lord. Luke 9 and verse 23. For us to take up the cross and to present our bodies, he said, if any man, Luke 9 and verse 23, will come after me, let him deny himself. It means then the things you used to love, things you used to do, things that made your flesh feel good. Oh, that was so good, so enjoyable. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Turn around from what you were doing. Turn away. Leave your past behind. Then he said, take up his cross. You can't carry my cross. Neither can I carry yours. Take up his cross daily and follow me. That's the truth disciple of Christ and that's the example you want those who follow Christ he says then for many whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ verse 19 whose end is destruction so if you're following him them or those leaders your end will also be destruction. Whose God is their belly, that is temporary things just for today. And whose glory is in their shame. In fact, they don't have any shame. Who mind earthly things. We talked earlier that um, they are only concerned about their state in the world, their position, and the people who care about them, who love them. Okay? So here, what they do right now, 
believe it or not, the Christian church is divided. There are those who are apostates. They are the ones in the big, wide group. You dare to say anything about the Christian. In fact, they are the ones you're working with them. You don't even know they're Christians. Because they're doing the same thing. You look at the way they dress. Have you seen the way some of them dress? They wear, their body is a size 16, but they try to get in a size 2. Yeah. And you, I don't need to make, give any description. You wonder sometimes if you're in, if you're in church or they, they, they consider themselves to be Kentucky chicken or what. I don't know. By the way they dress and come to church. By what they're showing. It's as if they are walking down what they call the, the, the road. You know, the, the walkway for the models. That's what they're doing. They don't come to worship God. So Paul said, mark them. Because they cause divisions. Because people like me will go in and say, look, this is not the way to dress to come to church. So they're going to walk out. <laughs> and they're going to be offended. You see? And they're on a, they are the ones who are, hear what Paul said, no, I beseech you, brethren. This is Romans 16, 17. Mark them which call divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. He doesn't say to hate them. He said, verse 18, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. Here we go again. Just temporary things. Things to now. And by good words and fierce speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. This is what the apostates do. Apostates are people who do not consider the truth of God's word. They water it down. They tell, just as though they're telling sinners, fornicators, oh yes, you'll go to heaven. They stop there. Full stop. Period. Nothing more. But you are to say, Yes, you'll go to heaven. Any sinner can go to heaven. But you must repent. Not one of us were born saints. We were all born in sin and shaping in iniquity. Psalm 51, David's confession before God. In his humility, he said, God, have mercy on me because I, I, I was born in sin. You know, God, how weak I am. You know my frame. You said it in Psalm 103. God said, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. Somewhere about verse 13 there. Then he said, he remembers our frame. He knows that we are dust. He knows how weak we are and our tendency to sin. So God will have mercy upon us. But we're not born um, Christians. We're all born in sin, dead. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. We're all dead in trespasses and sins, but through the Holy Spirit quickening power. We were quickened. We were made alive because of the Holy Spirit. So what we're doing today, what we're trying to show you, while you live in sin, you die. You're dead. You're still dead in sin. You're alive physically, but your spirit is dead. You have no connection with the Lord Jesus Christ, even though you were a collar behind your neck or around your neck. 
even though you profess Christianity and you have all the papers to show and all the followers. But you're still dead if you're living in sin. And because no one tells you, because your best friend, preacher so-and-so or apostle so-and-so, don't want to tell you because they don't want to lose your friendship or they don't want to lose your money. I want to say to you, you're listening. They are leading you down the wrong path. They are deceiving you. They are enemies of the cross. That's what they are. Enemies of the cross. And you know, as Paul said here in in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, you may wonder to yourself, why am I hearing this? I've never heard this before. Why doesn't my pastor preach this? I don't like what she's saying. It doesn't matter. We can't stop preaching the truth, teaching the truth. We are debtors to Christ if we don't. We become enemies of the cross if we don't give you the truth. And believe me, my aim is to get to glory with the Lord Jesus Christ and to spend eternity with him. Down here is all temporary. What you own is temporary. You can't take your boat, your plane, your big house or your mansion, all your monies that you have, you can't take it. All the fame can't take it with you. But Job said, Empty, naked I came into the world, and it is true. I've never seen, I used to be a nurse, and I've never seen a baby born with clothes on. Never. They all came naked. Every child, every baby that's born, born naked. Naked he came in the world, naked he's going out. But of course, no. They got your big caskets, and some of them, they buy these gold trimmings and silver trimmings. Anyway, to each his own. But verse 13 here, 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13 says, For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing, because when we receive the word of God which he heard of us, he received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Don't think of just me, for instance, oh, she's talking a lot of rubbish. I've never heard that before, of course. Because for one, you, you never had proper teaching. Number two, you don't want to hear because you're arrogant. I would suggest to you, humble yourself. Say, Lord, I don't really like what you're saying, but if this is true, you show it to me. You talk to me yourself. He will. He will. And I go back now to Romans chapter 1, where our scripture began, our teaching began. It says here in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Look at the concept power. When we think of power, we're talking about might and force and power. But you know, let me read this other scripture first before I get into that. Um, there's one I want to show you here. Where, okay, 
Romans chapter 16 and verse 18. For they that are such, okay, read from verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which call divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. As I told you sometime a little while ago, there, the church is divided right now. The Christian church. There are there's a greater portion that's apostate. We're apostates. They don't preach a doctrine anymore. Okay? Some of them don't even read the Old Testament. They don't. And they tell you, we won't teach the same. We won't teach the Old Testament. Okay? And so they've called division. So let's go. They, they teach things that are contrary to the doctrine which is true. And which we know from way way back when everyone read from the King James Bible. Everyone, and if you even want to write your own Bible, don't change up the words. Why are you making so simple that people can't even allow the whole... You know when you make the words so simple? People don't need to think anymore. They don't need to depend on the Holy Spirit anymore. Because you have made it so easy. This is satanic. This is apostate. What is wrong with sitting down, getting a verse of scripture and let the Holy Spirit teach you, break it down? It's the most beautiful time you could ever spend before the presence of the Lord. But when you're reading, you don't need to think. It's just like a child in school. You give the child a test and you give the child the answers to the test also. What's the point thinking? That's what these new Bibles are about. No longer does the Holy Spirit need to um, reveal to people, give them discernment because you have already done it. Give it to them in the form that so they don't need to think anymore. So whatever you say, they accept it. They don't even know if it is true. But he says, this verse 18 here, he says, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the ones who live temporarily. They are apostates. <laughs> they are the ones, oh my God. I won't need to describe them. You heard about this tele-evangelist tele and you heard about um, this prosperity doctrine. That's all they teach. Prosperity. Hear what the Bible says. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, temporary things, things for here, and by good words. Huh. Oh, you can get rich quick. You can get that house. You can send me $30 and I'll send you a prophetic word. He's a psychic, fortune teller. He's not a man of God. Fear speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. You were up there. They'll even tell you, take it on your credit card, send it on your credit card. And you know what they do? Send it every month, $58 every month. And not only that, I remember a certain pastor from a certain place. To preach a word. Well, yes. And he got adjoined to churches here. Now, he's not preaching the way he used to preach anymore. You know what he's doing? Send a thousand dollars. Send a thousand dollars. These people are apostates. They started out with the Holy Spirit and they're now ending up in the flesh. Enemies of the cross of Christ. They no longer celebrate Christianity the way it should be. They don't teach. But hear what the word I want to give, leave you with these few words here from um, 2 Timothy 4. 
you're a believer in Christ, you're a man of God, hear what the word of God says. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, I charge thee and all our ministers who um, did our ministerial course or any course like this, or biblical, you know, theological um, studies, their certificates have all have these words. Second Timothy four verses one and two. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, in other words, the living and the dead, at his appearing and his kingdom. Listen to the charge. Are you ready? Verse 2. Preach the word. Apostate preacher. Televangelists. Prosperity teacher. God didn't call you to win, win friends and influence people by telling them how quickly they can get rich. He said, preach the word. Be instant in season. That means fornicators you're going to tell them you're living in sin you must repent even though you're a pastor of a church you have to repent you cannot go to heaven in dirty garments you can't the instant in season it could be your mother your father your sister your wife and she's wrong tell her she's wrong and Bible, I've just read it there. Don't keep company with those people. And you're, when he talks about out of season, instant in season and out of season, your friends are your enemy. Amen. Tell them the truth. Your best friend. You know, well, you know, they are my best friend. I really go by their church sometimes, but I don't know how to face them to let them know that what they're doing is wrong. You know, when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ and he said, did you? And he said, well, you know, Lord, they were my friends. I you can't bring that to him. You know what he's going to say to you? Depart from me. I don't know you. Matthew chapter 7. I, but God, you remember how much money I gained when, when I set up that telethon, that money thon, how much money came. You know, I never knew you. Depart from me. In season, out of season, friend or enemy, okay? Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine, which means be patient, but give the word. You can't change them, but your responsibility is to preach the word. To mother, father, son, whomever, your best friend, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort of all long-suffering and doctrine. Make sure you're patient. That is why you must pray. Don't go in your strength, in your own strength, and preach the doctrine. Give them the doctrine as it is written. And let me go back to what to the to the part third, um, Philippians chapter three, seventeen and eighteen. Our topic is enemies of Jesus, the cross of 
Christ, enemies of the cross of Christ. Never, and brethren, be ye followers together of me. If you're in a church and what you hear the pastor preaching or the kind of lifestyle that he has, does not match up with the word, it's time for you to go. You cannot stand before God and say, well, God, that was the only church there was. I, I couldn't find another church, God. Oh, well, God, I prefer this, I prefer this kind of battle because, you know, God, it was so simple. Let me continue. Brethren, be ye followers together with me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for as an example. Know whom you're following. Know from where the person get their information. What kind of Bible are they teaching you from? Are they anointed? Do they have the Holy Spirit? Do they believe in sanctification? Do they believe in holiness? Do they believe in the cross? Do they believe in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation? Verse 18 of Philippians chapter 3, where our topic came from. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Are you an enemy of the cross of Christ? That's a question I want to ask you today. Are you an enemy of the cross of Christ? Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We truly give you thanks this day. We pray for everyone who has listened, who took the time to listen, not just the beginning or look at the topic and snare, but God who took the time to begin to measure himself, herself. Am I really a Christian? Am I following after Christ? Am I an enemy of the cross? Do I call myself a Christian, yet I do not do the things that the, command me to, the word of God commands me to do? We pray, God, that those who are weeping before you, those who are coming to you for pardon and forgiveness, saying, Lord, I didn't know. Hallelujah. I never heard it like this before, Lord. No one told me. God, I am thankful that they would see the light before they stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And you say to them, I never knew you. I pray, God, for the one who is calling out to you. I pray for young people, God, who are being deceived, being lied to, oh God. I pray, God, you send fire from heaven. And those who are deceiving these young people, you deal with them harshly. Yes, God, harshly, because they are destroying a generation. We pray for those who have already been misled, those who are being coerced and deceived at this time, that someone send an angel, Lord. Remember, dear Lord, the servant Jacob, when he ran with his family and his uncle Laban was coming after him, did you not give him a dream and said, don't you dare say a word? Not one word to Jacob. And he had to shut up when he met Jacob because he meant was to harm him. So, Father, those who would harm these children or would block your messenger or block the message, you speak to them. You deal with them yourself. Deal with them, Lord, because you can see the heart of every person. Jeremiah 17 tells us that. Father, help us to preach the word, to be instant in season and out of season. Help us, Lord God, that we will reprove, rebuke, and exhort with 
all long suffering and doctrine. I pray for the hearers that will hear this word. I pray, O oh God, not only will they hear, but those who need to repent will repent and seek your face. In Jesus' name, amen. This was Faith Restoration Ministries. We are here weekly. Can't tell you which day. But if you want to join us on any of our live programs, we'd be happy for you to do so. If you go to www.frministry.org, Faith Restoration Ministries, you may you will see um, it's a kind of theological college there, but that's where we are. That's where we are. You will find us there. And if you scroll down the first page, you'll see where it says Faith Restoration Ministries. And you can send us an email um, or contact form. Just fill out the contact form and say, we'd like to talk. I would like to talk with you. I'd like to hear more about what you're saying because I was told that or this. And this is what it was, what was shown to me. I didn't know I was doing wrong. I didn't know I couldn't make to heaven. Come on here. You can also call us at 678-964-4096. May you have a blessed and wonderful day. And remember, what the word of God says, the soul that sinneth shall die. And to you, televangelists, you prosperity preachers, repent. Stop deceiving the people. It's not about money. It's about souls. Winning souls for Christ, not for you to get rich and pack your 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 um your coffers. You know what Paul said in First um, Timothy six: For the love of money is a root of all evil, and what you're doing, the kind of messages you're preaching, is evil. And you are dividing the church. Yes, you are. You are dividing the church. You are deceiving people. It's time to stop. Don't you see what's going on in the world? Can't you see the darkness? Don't you feel it? Change. Stop preaching prosperity. Let the people know Jesus Christ is coming back again. They have to get ready. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day, week. And may the peace of God, which passes all knowledge and understanding, rest, remain, and abide with you, both now and forevermore. God bless you until we meet again. www.frministry.org Faith Restoration Ministries. As I said, you may not see the name up there, but you will find Send us a contact form or call and leave a message. God bless you.